0: You are now listening to the NYYST, N-Y-Y-S-T- Podcast.
1: N-Y-Y-S-T- Podcast.
0: Welcome back. This is episode two hundred four of the NYYST podcast. I am your host Christian, as always, joined by my co-host Chris, you, and Stat Guy Rye.
2: What up?
0: What up, fellas? How was your uh, How was your turkey?
2: It was good, man. It's good turkey, good. man. Good Turk. You 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 enjoyed the turkey? Turkey, yeah, turkey. Yeah, I did.
1: I did actually. I I ate a little Turk. Uh, That's now, all I had.
2: That's all I ate was turkey, man. Just I turkey, stayed not loyal. On the side. Yeah, Chris is yeah. still on the the uh, meat diet. No, nah, I switched to like a keto, but all they had was fucking turkey and like mashed potatoes. So I just yeah, mashed. Potatoes, I stayed loyal. I on my favorite holiday, I stayed stayed true to myself.
1: That's good, turkey
0: man. Turkey is uh, turkey's highly overrated.
2: Everyone says that. I think a good <laughs> turkey is good. Like, I think a good turkey, especially because it lasts you a long time, like you can, uh, our dad, or my dad, uh, he used to- No, you guys to, have
0: the same dad. You have different moms. Different moms.
2: Because um,
0: your mom's a whore. And my mom's, mom's a
2: whore. <laughs> um, he used to take the turkey leftovers and like make a little turkey soup. And no, we'd have that shit for like two months. Af-
0: no, turkey salad ah. day after. Good. The fuck's wrong with your but dog by- today, man? You didn't give him uh, any just, doggies andies. No, uh, he's a little wound up because they just delivered dinner. So.
2: Oh man! You say so you don't feed him.
0: No. So you starve your dog. No, the dog is fed. I'm not fed. Mm. Me neither. I'm waiting. Uh. <clears throat> so basically, what was it? What were we saying here? Turkey oh, tur- salad. By the time you get to turkey on Thanksgiving, you don't even want turkey. Dude, yeah you're, you're full already
2: yeah that's why it was kind of it was kind of nice you know not like stuffing my face at that point. and
0: if you get and if you get a ham and a turkey ham better than turkey you go ham on Thanksgiving uh, now I don't I'm I like a good, good I like a good Christmas ham i did I'm not for ham, ham on tur- on Thanksgiving but if somebody makes a ham and brings it I'm gonna eat the ham
2: they're also lost they don't know what holiday it is but Plus it's nice of them to bring on. it so you're gonna eat it
0: you gotta have a little mana gut, a little, stu- a little maybe manig- some stuffed <laughs> shells or big ziti, and by you know once you eat that, forget it. Forget it's, it, you're done. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. But I, I was talking to somebody about this on uh, on Twitter because this guy, um, I'll bring up his handle later and we'll give him a little pop on the show. He works pop, for pop, Newsday. Pop. Uh, he he's uh, the king of the Twitter brackets. He's been doing a, a bunch of them, and he did. Uh, the best Thanksgiving Day foods and stuffing won the uh, the bracket, and I told him, I said, that's the right winner because you can survive a bad turkey on Thanksgiving, you cannot survive bad stuffing. My you mother-in-law
2: makes a friggin' phenomenal stuffing, man.
0: Yeah, but does she make one of those fugazi stuffings? No. Got like fucking walnuts no. and cranberries and shit in it. No,
2: let me tell you something: best stuffing you'll ever have.
0: All right. So, you know, put some in a fucking Tupperware. I got some. I got some for you. I'll bring it. I'll ship it. Ship it. I'll ship it. All right. So uh, a <clears throat> little Thanksgiving Day talk. We hope everybody uh, enjoyed their holiday, spent it with uh, some family. Didn't get sh- the Rona. I know you're not allowed to say that because it's super douchey, right? If you super it the Rona. I hope you spent, um, I hope you had
2: fun and spent it with only it. nine other family members.
0: Yeah. I heard that there was some police, uh, some police precincts in Jersey that said that they straight up were not going to take calls. In Jersey, bro,
2: what are you living isolated? It's that's been all over the country.
0: Yeah, but uh, the cops in New Jersey, from what I understand, don't really care for the governor. <laughs>
2: so, yeah, uh, I think New York too, <laughs> to be honest. Uh,
0: so they were, they were just straight up like, mm, yeah, no, you're like, we're not going to go with that you know, one. we we're, we're gonna, we're just not gonna, you know, eleven people. Okay. Maybe they'll
2: start Although doing I that s- with weed since it's like gonna be legal now. You know, they are just like, you know what? We're not gonna take any weed calls from here on out. You can't take I mean if it's legal. And it's not legal yet though, it's still a pass and shit, right?
0: Yeah, no, I mean it's yeah, I mean I yeah, but I think they, they, they like
2: threw
1: out they threw out cases though that Really? Helped.
2: So I could pop like if the I got a, what if I got I an think. illegal edible? Not like like from Addison uh, As long of state. as you don't
1: have as long as you don't have like a thousand of them. I think if you just had one edible, they would maybe throw you a fine, but
2: so as long as I wasn't breaking batting breaking batting it with weed, I'd be
1: good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or like distributing, yeah.
0: I afraid. think you gotta pay tax like if they pulled you over, you have to pay taxes on it. What? I think that's what they that's, that's really wild. what they want. That's fair. That's what it all comes down to. It all bro. comes they, down to the to, money, bro. To the money, to the money. And we'll get to the money later on in the show, but first we're gonna uh I don't know what the hell the dog's doing over there. Maybe I should pop him. In. I just got his chewy order today. You so got him as Zanny bars. There's there's plenty of. Can you uh, dog pull dog your Zannies? computer screen down a little so I can see you? Is that, is that better for you?
2: Yeah, I want to. I like to, to see f- the full beard. You're getting a little gray in that beard too.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm. <laughs> uh, I like it. I'm auditioning. Mm. All right, so we'll, we're going to, you know, we'll get to DJ LeMayu later on. You know, like we said, we'll, we're going to beat that horse, but uh, we'll save it for later on the show. We won't beat it early on. What we will. <laughs> Chris can beat it early on. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, pre beat it. Pre and post-beat. Um, so there was a little bit of news coming out of Yankee land uh, this week. Uh, Aaron Boone, uh, you know, he gave an interview, I believe it was on Yankee Hot Stove, uh, and, you know, little – I don't know how you really want to say this, uh, but maybe kind of riled up some people when he kind of went to bat for Gary Sanchez, because for the manager of the Yankees to take the side of their embattled catcher kind of states to me that Gary's going to be back in 2020. So all the people that think the Yankees and something just got delivered to my house. Also, I don't know what the hell my wife's ordering, but anyway, um, all the people that think the Yankees were going to non-tender Gary, I don't think that's going to happen. I never thought it was going to happen, but I really don't think it's going to happen now that Aaron Boone went out of his way to defend Gary Sanchez in an interview. It's not really... Is this a surprise to fans? Because I I made fun of you for being
2: a little isolated, but I've been isolated lately. I've had a lot of shit going on. This is really a surprise, like a shock to fans? About? that get,
0: That... Gary's most likely gonna be here in twenty in twenty well, twenty. You know, everybody hates Gary, so it's like a, it's like a dream that they have that Gary won't be back. And you know, the people that just opened up Twitter and learned what non tendering means, you know, mm-hmm. and that Hal wants to get under the luxury tax, sees six million dollars likely sitting there that the Yankees can easily get rid of, you know, and Kyle Higashioka is God. We, do we forget that? Right. Okay.
2: I always do forget. Here, that.
1: Here's the uh, here's the quote that Booney gave. Yes. Network. He says, I think he's been unfairly criticized a lot. I think at times it's over the top and people are blinded by some of the things that he's done really well. All right. So that's the uh, quote
0: I was going to read. But Ryan, you know, jumped the guns. Uh, yeah. He's ahead,
1: always Ryan. jumping. The gun.
2: He's always <laughs> hey,
0: talking about beating it. He's Just always 30 curve. seconds ahead of the curve. All right. So that's the quote. What do you take from it? that that gary will be back next year yeah
2: and and it's a manager doing his job and the first thing his job is is to is to back his players and to keep a good good uh culture in that clubhouse i mean if you look at the odds of everything the odds are gary's going to be here and when and when shit like that comes up you got to play the odds right you gotta sit you can't talk that you can't talk and Put any doubt in, or say, what's what's he supposed to say? I mean, what do people want him to say? Ah, Gary, take him or leave him. Eh,
0: we'll yeah, we'll see. But he staunchly defended Gary and went on the offensive towards people that because are. Because he's most likely going to be here i understand that i totally am in agreement with that i never thought gary was going anywhere even before boone came out and said this but i think this kind of puts a stamp on gary sanchez will be back and i think the non-tender deadline is wednesday maybe ryan can look that up because we talk we
2: talk about this all the time the risk reward shit just like it applies to getting rid of gary and what kind of what kind of risk you're taking of keeping him same thing goes with Boone making that statement and defending him. What's the worst that happens? They they end up non-tendering him, and he's not here in twenty twenty one. And
0: then do what? you have a problem. With, do you have a problem with what Boone said, though? No, of course not. But I think the, it's absolutely again, accurate. It's,
1: it's Wednesday, the, December second is the non-tender deadline. So this yeah, coming Wednesday,
0: yeah, is what I said. Okay. Uh, now I lost. The f- Ryan, read the quote again, please. You still have um,
1: it up? Yeah, I have it. He's had all the tabs. He isn't clicked. Yeah, I don't close tabs you know that. I think he's been unfairly criticized a lot. I think at times it's over the top, and people are blinded by some of the things that he's done really well. Over the top there. Over the, over top.
0: the top. top. Now, blinded. granted, nobody nobody on this show is gonna say that Gary Sanchez was good in 2020. No. He was awful. Awful. Abysmal.
1: Got benched in the postseason.
0: But I don't think Aaron Boone is wrong in what he's saying. No.
2: He's one hundred percent accurate.
0: He's 100% I, accurate. I think the criticism towards Gary Sanchez has been over the top. And, and I won't even say blinded by some of the good things that he's done. We can even leave that part out. But the the fact that you are on social media and a pitch is, what's the mound 60 feet, 6 inches from home? Yes. Right? That's okay. 60, and the, 60
2: feet, 6 inches, yes.
0: Okay, and the ball is thrown fifty nine fucking feet, and what obvious wild pitch? Oh, why didn't Gary block it? Gary should have blocked it. That's Gary's fault. That is, I to me, that is kind of what Boone is yeah. alluding to there. Yeah,
2: and but I got to be fair also that watching Kyle Higashioka, as much as we joke that. You know, everyone thinks he's got, he was really, I mean, he was eye-opening as far as defense goes in, in the postseason, watching him play that many days in a row. You do realize what, what a defensive catcher is compared to a guy like Gary, who is always going to lack that, that extra talent behind the plate. But I, again, his offense evens that out when he doesn't bat 140 or whatever the hell he batted this
0: year. And I read an article earlier in the week, and I wish that I saved it that the Yankees should forget about Gary Sanchez ever being good at defense and let him just solely focus on being a hitter. I
2: think that's kind of idiotic, though. You got to, you got to bounce, like that sounded like a me statement. I'm very like when I make statements like that I'm either I hate it I love it. <laughs> I'm one end of
0: the spectrum but or the other. I think of all the like, extra work they've done with Gary to get Yeah, but he's him not a fucking a pitcher better-
2: who's getting DH'd for. I mean, you got to still put in work for a guy whose job is very important behind the plate and you just said it yourself. They
0: brought in they What? They brought in yeah, but think they brought in Tanner Swanson, the catching instructor, the, the one knee thing, the framing the pitches. Let's not have Gary worry about any of that? Just be a catch, just be you. Give me, give you still me got effort. to work though. You still got give to work, Effort. Back there. Give me effort, you know. Don't don't give me the fat and lazy, give me effort. But Gary, you're here to hit 35 okay. home runs,
2: okay? So, you think that? I mean, we all know that Gary put in, uh, you know, he focused a lot on his defense, put a lot of time in his defense. You think that? So you, the theory is that he put too much time into that and it took away from him offensively, maybe and Gary that's can't why. Wa-
0: maybe it's not that Gary is fat and lazy. Maybe Gary's just dumb. He maybe can't walk dumb. and chew gum. Maybe he can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Okay. And maybe, honestly, if you really want to sit there and, and dissect what's wrong with Gary Sanchez, maybe Gary Sanchez can't focus in on two things at one time. Maybe he can't. And I'm or maybe he's that- putting too much, Maybe maybe... He is putting too much into his
2: defense, and he's so worried about it because he's got all of New York on his back nonstop, and he's trying to show them that he cares and that he can be good behind the play. Maybe he did put too much time yeah, Mike, into Mike that. Mike
0: Piazza got to the Hall of Fame, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Ryan, look that up. Because I remember he – I don't think he made it on the first ballot. I But he's in there, right? I believe so.
1: Okay, so – Yeah, 2016, he got elected. Mike Piazza's
0: in the Hall of Fame. Would you ever consider Mike Piazza even a decent catcher? No. Why is Mike Piazza in the Hall of Fame?
2: Because dude could hit. Dude, dude was one of the best, best offensive catchers you'll ever see.
0: Yeah, he was special as a catcher. That's what. If Gary Sanchez, Gary Sanchez is not. We had this argument discussion on the show before. Gary Sanchez is not special anywhere else on the baseball field, but behind the plate because of what he provides to you offensively. And if he's going to be that bad defensively, then you have Kyle Higashioka there to come in in the seventh, eighth inning. Do you know
2: what, right? you know what you just sparked in my mind? And I think it's a big reason why yeah, we just you just talked
0: about weed. And now you're talking about sparking things. I
2: could spark a few. I'll spark a J. Is that what they call it? A J. Um, That's one of the ways
0: that's, you know, what, that's what boomers call it.
2: Yeah. You know what Gary, you know what Gary might lack that the that really is why the fans never took to him? A lot of think about the catchers that are offensive catchers and defensive catchers. I mean any catcher. Think about the Molinas and Posadas of the World and Piazzas. Catchers have this natural ability to lead a team on the field. What are you talking about?
0: Molina's are not good defensive catchers? No,
2: no. I'm saying offensive and defensive catchers regardless.
0: Uh, Jorge they Posada have the, was not a good defensive catcher. Right. By any I
2: stretch. understand, but didn't, didn't you get a sense of leadership from him when he was out there on the field that yeah, he, he can he control any situation? Jorge Posada would fuck you Right. Up. And I think that really it just kind of clicked in my mind. Like Gary doesn't show that. So not only does he lack defensive skill when he's on the field, but he also doesn't have that command that leadership and it almost makes him look just completely incompetent i think it takes it to another level in people's heads because he doesn't have that don't fuck with me i don't care if i'm not the best catcher out here i'm gonna oh, control you mean, this game you mean when he
0: was throwing sucker punches in the in the dog pile when they brawled with detroit yeah dude you know what the fuck i'm talking about
2: though he doesn't have that like he just doesn't seem to have that command of the game like you expect out of a catcher, regardless if no, of they're offensive or defensive catchers.
0: I understand what you're saying, but also, the, and this was also debated earlier in the week about uh, him versus Posada. Posada just had this air about him that you no, know, he, he may have not been the best defensive catcher. He was slow as shit. We all know that. But you never got the feeling that Jorge Posada ever took a play off. Yeah. And I think a lot of people still have that feeling about Gary Sanchez, that he takes plays off. And I think it's just that it doesn't translate well. I don't think
2: that Gary takes plays off. I think we've kind of debunked that. Like You, you, you look at all the quotes you read from everyone, that how hard he works and how, how much he wants to improve. It's not that he is taking plays off. It's that he just doesn't give you that sense that he's there all the time. And I think that's a big problem. I think that's the biggest fallout between Gary Sanchez and the fans. And again, if he was superior behind the plate, you wouldn't even think about that because you would know he's got it all under control. But when he's got a couple pass balls and, you know, whether they're wild pitches or not, you know, fans blame Gary Sanchez. And then he's also has that lack of leadership. It almost seems like he doesn't care as much as he should. And I think that's the drop off. I think that's why fans want him shipped out.
1: Well, you look at like, I, I'm i thinking of a guy like Miguel Andujar is very similar. It's it's when, if you're going to be liable defensively, you have to produce offensively. So yeah, he, he could be the worst defensive catcher in the league, but if he can somewhat go back to those numbers he was producing in 16 and 17 offensively, then who cares? It's It's a matter of getting somewhat back there, which is the, biggest question mark but the yankees have control over him until 2023 so there's still some time to figure it out and there's not a lot of great options out there available that are available i mean real muto is not realistic they're not going to go out and spend big money on him but this is it this is it for me with gary sanchez if if he doesn't show up offensively this year then that's it you're done move on he, he'll be 28 and that's he's, he's just not going to fit for the yankees
2: so he's he's ready to get a big contract after this year who
1: gary he won't get a big contract until 2023.
2: So yeah, he's still let's just say let's just year. say Gary comes out over the next couple of years and he just explodes. Does he get that big contract? Do the Yankees put their eggs in that basket when they got to sign all these other guys mm, when they've no. drafted some big time catchers for a reason?
1: No, I see it. I see it maybe being more like a uh, Yasmani Grandal situation. Do you where think, he think might the, have to end up taking a one or two year deal? Do to you think it's worth yet again?
2: Do you think the Yankees are just hoping for him to increase his value this year and also obviously help the team at, at the same time? But, like, wouldn't that be the most logical thing here to try and get as much as you can yeah. out of Gary?
1: Well, and you got to think, right? I mean, how many catchers has this team drafted in the last three or four uh, years? So, clearly, they – I mean, maybe not clearly, but there's some, some sort of – Uh, thought process going on that Gary Sanchez isn't their long-term option if they're dropping all these catchers
0: again but then at the same time you just get the feeling that they don't want to give up on him and then if you're gonna give you're gonna give the Yankees if you're Gary Sanchez a monster year in 2021 I just don't see them turning around and then trading him in before
1: 2022 I just don't see that happening I don't think so either no, if he's contributing offensively, he's the catcher until 2023. There's, there's not a doubt in my mind over that. Uh, I disagree. I think that. But what else? But then, what are what are you going to replace him with then? Because this will be well, two years down the line. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's a question. And that's, but that's yeah. That's that's where there's there's so much hesitancy for me is that there's not many good catchers in this league anymore. But
2: you just said yourself that the Yankees do seem hesitant with him always and if he can come out of the gate here and in 2021 be dominant for you and right now now you know we keep talking about what are you what are you getting out of getting rid of Gary right now nothing but if he comes out and he's Gary Sanchez next year and he's dominant now you might get a whole boatload for him on a guy that you've never just been felt secure with so if that's their mindset going into it i think they're just hoping that he Ups his value, helps the team, and then they can get a get a nice uh, shipment in for yeah.
1: him. And now, don't you think he's the kind of player too? Where it's the same thing with Andujar. Where if this collective bargaining agreement comes to terms with a universal DH going forward for baseball, I mean that that's 15 more teams that this guy could potentially be traded to. So yeah, I mean yeah, I I, 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 I could see that too. If he has a good. I don't agree with gear.
0: that just based on the fact that I think Gary still does enough things as a catcher well. That you can still put him back there, whereas Miguel Andujar does nothing well yeah. at any position yeah, in, okay. in, in the field. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Uh so you know, Michael K made it, you know, he he's been on a roll lately. Uh and this is a guy that I, I honestly have to say I respect Michael K. He's been around the team for what, over thirty years, you know, broadcasting, writing. Guy who works uh, his ass off. And I don't know if he's feeling the heat from uh, Craig Carton being back. And I'm not saying that to be an asshole, but uh, I think the later years of Francesa into uh, Joe and Evan, I think he realized that they couldn't o- touch him and what he was doing on his show. And now Carton's back and uh, it's a better show than K. And I don't know if he's feeling the heat from that maybe. So he's got to come out and say some just ridiculous things to kind of get some uh momentum if for lack of a better term on his side but there's a couple of things that he said this past week that i think we should touch on and in he really took offense to what aaron boone had to say about gary sanchez and this is one of the quotes Kay said regarding uh boone i've liked this guy but when he said that the criticism towards sanchez was over the top i was dumbfounded it made me it almost made me pull my hair it's so unfair so he took it as like a jab to reporters
1: yes that's how he took that's a, it that, isn't that a bit over the top
2: yeah it is <laughs> i mean that's that's completely Way over to the top point. and you know what as someone who is as close to the team as michael k is he should know the kind of manager that Boone is. And he should know that it's his job to say things like that.
0: I mean, this is what get hold on one second. This is what Kay goes on to say and refer, uh, referring to Gary. I think that he had a really terrible year this year. I'm not going to put lipstick on a pig. And that's why I was so offended that we, meaning the media were over the top. How are we over the top? I mean, get off your high horse. Look, if it's your job to
2: write and report things and have your opinion on things, and it's the manager's job to defend his players. Neither side should be offended, and and neither side. Look, it's another story to talk about and to and to write it. You shouldn't be offended. Aaron Boone went out there and gave you content to do your job. Don't be offended. It's not your job to be offended.
1: And also, I I mean, this was. A 60 game season too that's not that's not how you measure baseball like I, look he had a terrible 60 games but to look back and 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 really evaluate this year and in, in terms of your numbers and everything it, it was 60 games right, that that's 100 less games than you're used to seeing these guys play and sometimes guys take a little bit longer I mean who knows but I don't know I don't think it was I don't think saying I, I don't know okay look
0: I listen saying- for me I listen to as much sports radio as maybe anybody. I I read as much as I can that comes across my timeline. I'm on Twitter all the time. You in the media, and I don't know, are we the media? Maybe. I don't know. I've been referred to as the New York media before. I'm huge in Akron yeah, in case I mean, anybody, yeah. in case <laughs> people don't on, know.
2: I mean, you've been on radio shows. You've represented yeah. us on on. Fox and sports. There Andy is a, there is a, a media, narrative.
0: Boy. There is a narrative out there that Gary, this is why we do the fat and lazy. This is the narrative. So yeah, sometimes you are sometimes the media is over the top in how they talk about Gary Sanchez. there's been people out there, blue check marks, whatever you want to say, that have said that Gary Sanchez doesn't belong in the major leagues. Now, do you realize how bad the vast majority of major league catchers are? Yes. But Gary Sanchez doesn't belong in the major leagues. And then you can you can honestly sit there and say on what still is the number one sports talk radio show in the biggest market in the fucking country that, you, that you're offended by what Aaron Boone said about you being over the top? Now, yeah, I'm not saying that he, the, the you is, a, is the you, Michael K, but the general you of the media. Yeah, you're be, that that to me. And this is why I feel like I got to go out of my own way sometimes to defend Gary Sanchez because, yeah, there is an overwhelming unfairness, for lack of a better word, towards the guy. It's not right. The, we all, we'll call a spade of spades here. Gary Sanchez sucked in 2020, but he doesn't. But you hear shit. He doesn't belong in the major leagues. Are you fucking serious right now with that? He doesn't belong. He's not a big league catcher. Maybe he's not anymore. Maybe you want to say he's not a a big league starting catcher, but come on. You then you got a guy on his own fucking team, Kyle Gashyoka. He's a major leaguer, but Gary Sanchez isn't. Like, come on. Oh my god. This is what pisses This is why sometimes I always had it I never really grew to respect Michael K till I got older because of shit like this. He would always say this bougie—I don't know—bougie is the right word—but this fucking highfalutin shit on on the on on the broadcast. He's always yeah. got to use use big words yeah, to show how fucking yeah. smart that he is. What's the 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 route? The circuitous route to... Michael, he took a fucking bad... He took a shitty route to the ball. Just fucking say it. We're watching baseball. I don't need to bust out my fucking thesaurus when I'm watching a baseball game. I don't care that you went to fucking Fordham and how smart you are. I'm smart too. I have a college degree, but... And I know what these words are, but the average Tom, Dick, and Harry, they don't. And I don't want to sit there and figure it out by context clues what you're fucking talking about. We're watching baseball, Michael. It's not the fucking spelling bee. Come on now.
2: But if you want to use them on our show, you can give us a call. Oh,
0: my God.
2: That that was so good. No, yeah, I agree with you, though.
1: Inaccurate.
2: I agree with you. Big words. I do. I do agree with you. He does do that too much. And, yeah, and, and I
0: would, would I love Michael K to come on the show? And would we not take a shot at him like that? Probably. It, I would take, you know, sh- look, I'm not, look, I would take shots at him. I wouldn't call him a highfalutin douchebag. On this why? Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to say it to his face. You want to? I would do it. He would never come on this show. Why? I, we know why. I've had people, I've had people reach out for us. And I know why he won't come on the show. So do I. We'll, I so, know. Uh, I know what you're getting at. Anyway, uh, I don't. I don't get it. Like, I wanted to bring this up here because I think this is really fair. To if you're really looking at what Gary Sanchez is as a major league baseball player, 2016 he played in 53 games and he hit 20 home runs. We all thought he was he he was the next coming of, of whatever great catcher you wanted to say. 2017. In 122 games, 33 home runs, 90 RBIs. And now you're looking at it. Now you think you have the next catcher. uh, You have the catcher of the future here. 2018, 89 games, injury-riddled season. Still hit, 18 home runs in 89 games. So you're still seeing consistent power there. Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, you're preaching to the choir. This is the exact argument I made months ago.
0: All right, but he hit 186, and people said injuries. What is Gary Sanchez? It's completely. And this is again, this is what Boone was saying. Blinded by the good things, blinded to the good things that he did because he had the injuries and the bad 2018, still produced the power. You forgot what he did in 2016 and 2017, 2019. I remember on this show talking shit to people when Gary Sanchez led the major leagues in home runs, a decent mark into 2019, and then what happened? Gary got hurt. Never the same player again. I'm not going to defend it. Never the same player again. But after the injury, Gary Sanchez was no longer that dominant player. So now we're looking at injuries derailing two straight seasons for Gary Sanchez. You're right. Now, 2020, are we going to make a definitive statement on what Gary Sanchez is or isn't as a major league catcher based on the COVID season? No. I'm not saying that Gary was good. Gary was awful. Awful. Fucking awful. Abysmal. He had the one shiny moment when he hit the grand slam against the Mets. That was against the Mets, right? Great moment. Right? But that was it. That was it for Gary. Benched in the postseason. All those things are true. All the things are fair. Will not dispute any of them. But... To me, if you're looking at Gary Fairly, He had that big moment against the
2: the Red Sox, too. He had a nice home run to tie the game in the ninth.
0: You could have dusted off fucking Cody Ransom, and he could have had a big moment against this Red Sox team. Okay.
2: Okay. so Cody Ransom. How does your brain work? Were you thinking about Cody Ransom? Was that against
1: against the, the Blue Jays, though? Yeah, it was. The Grand Slam?
0: I was actually in a thread today of random Yankees. Yankees and people were bringing up like the Lyle Overbay's and Vernon Wells of the world, so that's my, I, I'd kind of if you want to say cheat a little. Someone bit Someone posted already... a picture of Lyle Overbay. No, it,
1: it was the Mets. It was the Mets. Someone posted a picture of Lyle Overbay. No, the Grand
0: Slam was against the Mets
2: for sure. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah.
1: Now he has four ribbies in a twenty to six yeah, game. against the again. yeah. Someone
2: posted Go a picture of Lyle Overbay, and the caption said, "Can you name this Yankee?" And I replied, "Fuck you," for just <laughs> for just reminding me that he was a Yankee. Honestly, but Ugh. take
0: out the injury in 2018. Take out the injury in 2019. Again, these are all fair things. These are things that we talk about with Aaron judges. Is he, is he your future and he's injury prone, but take those things away. Are you confident based on 2020 to say Gary Sanchez is not your catcher?
2: No, it doesn't do you any good anyway. I mean, again, I'll just keep going back to that point. It doesn't do you any good anyway. So why am I going to do it? What what am I gaining by after this awful shortened season? What am I gaining by saying Gary Sanchez is my catcher after this? I mean, where are we taking this? Why is this such? Why is Gary Sanchez such a fucking topic always? Like, why can't we move on and just say? And just talking like it would frustrate me less if the focus point was why can't the Yankees win a World Series? It's not Gary Sanchez, it's not
0: because of Gary Sanchez. Well, again, is this not back to what Aaron Boone was saying that he's it's some of it's unfair? Why is it always Gary Sanchez? Why is Gary Sanchez that lightning rod? Right. And I is I, he that look, Grant, look again, I, I don't want people coming on saying, Oh, Christian said that. Is he that bad? Is he that bad though? No, no, he was bad in 2020. I'm not saying he wasn't, but is he that bad that we have to sit here and talk about this to the nth degree that that starting that Gary Sanchez? I mean, come on now. Look at what we're talking about. We know JT Real Muto is not going to come here. You want to bring in a guy like James McCann or or, or start Kyle Higashioka. I mean, what are we what are we really discussing here? And and, and again, here. Starting Kyle Higashioka
2: can happen by keeping Gary Sanchez this year. Again, what's the plan I, here? Getting rid of Gary and then and then we can start Higashioka. You can do that anyway. You're good. The the ceiling for Gary Sanchez, it blow, Gary Sanchez ceiling is a skyscraper compared to Kyle Higashioka's regular style ranch house. Okay. So what is the harm of trying to hit that ceiling? Trying mm-hmm. to get that guy back that you had a few years ago. I, I, I there's just no there's no there's just no point. There's no point in harping on it. There's no point right. of continuing to bring this up day in and day out, season after season. The Yankees yeah. know what they're doing. Let's talk about how they've they've built some security in the minor leagues by drafting catchers. They know they're not stupid.
0: All right. So Kate went on to further say this in his rant. uh, And I think a lot of this is, is very interesting. uh, And I will actually take a side on some of this. So let's just, I'll read this here real quick. You heard what the manager said. Gary Sanchez is not going anywhere. He, meaning Boone, went out of his way to actually make himself look bad to tell you how good Gary Sanchez is. And I don't agree with that. That's This is the part I agree with now. I think that they, the Yankees, are a little bit paralyzed by the prospect of Sanchez going somewhere else and, re- and rediscovering what he's lost And although money is at a premium this year, amazingly, the way the arbitration system works, you can still hit 147, strike out a third of the time, and you'll get a raise. He's going to make $6 million in 2021. They know if they release him, there's a chance a team like Tampa Bay could pick him up, and he haunts them for the next 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, uh, that's...
2: Again, I'll just... I will, I will fucking say this until I'm blue in the face. I will keep going back to this point: risk reward. What
1: are you getting? I mean, what are you, what are you getting back? That risk, Chris, is that risk worth worth the six million dollar hit? No, I don't think so. I don't want this guy haunting me.
2: No, you know what he's capable of. We're not talking about a guy here who just had a fluke good season. We're talking about a guy who was consistent year in and year out through injury. His biggest issue was staying healthy. It wasn't that he wasn't a good baseball player. Now, even when he was a good baseball player, everyone remembers, people still had an issue with Gary Sanchez. That's the problem here. Gary Sanchez, his whole deck of cards collapsed. His whole house of cards fucking crumbled to the ground when he had a shitty offensive year this year. Because now it went from, yeah, he's good offensively, but look at what a liability is behind the plate, to now you have this guy who's a liability behind the plate and he can't even hit for you anymore. So now he became a complete waste to millions of people out there, and it's just not true. It's a false narrative. Did he have a shitty season? Yes. I say this all the time. Isolate your feelings towards something. You don't, just because he had one bad year, offensively, defensively, whatever, it doesn't mean he's not worth anything. Right. I'm sorry. Isolated to this year was Gary Sanchez. We'll say it again. Let's say it again for everyone. Was he abysmal this year? Absolutely. Does that mean that he doesn't still hold those qual? He can still do it. That's why Kay's making that point that they don't want to see him go somewhere and haunt
1: and haunt them. Yeah. Nah. Bring him back. You have him under control till 2023. I'll say this though. Here's a guy though. If uh, uh, maybe a realistic. Uh, if there's going to be maybe a competition, if you want to go out and get somebody, I'm looking at this guy, Kirk Casale on uh, the Cincinnati red reds. He's up. He's going to, he could be non tendered December 2nd. So Yankee fans keep an eye on that guy. See if he gets non-tendered by the reds or if he becomes available, I, I could really see the Yankees snagging that guy up. I still don't
0: understand. I, 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 I look, I get it. We have to understand. We have to know what Yachty or Molina might want. I still don't understand why there isn't a more talk of the Yankees bringing him in? Yeah, I agree. He yeah, maybe the it'll ty- pick we, up next week. We've said this a hundred and again. This is not we seem to say the same things over and over again. But it just because we're in a cycle now where we kind of have to. But he's the type of guy to take his foot and shove it straight up Gary's ass. Yeah, and if it doesn't get through to Gary, <coughs> and he backs you got up. twenty twenty bro. You've been coughing
1: this. Yeah, episode. what's going on, bro? We need to send you a test over there or what? Rona. Got me all worked up.
0: Michael Kay's got me all worked up here. You
1: know what? Too with Molina, it's like when you look at the run they went on. What was that in seventeen? The the ALCS, the, the Yankees, Yankees or is that yeah seventeen? Seventeen, right? This team's really missing that that vet veteran leader because look, a, a guy like Todd Frazier, he might not have been the greatest asset for this team, but but he he provided but he, so much in that you, dugout.
0: Wait, I, I I don't know if anybody knows this, but Todd Frazier's from Tom's River.
1: Right. Did yeah, he did play in you know the Little League
0: World he, Series he though? He was
1: the shortstop. He was the shortstop. They actually brought that team on, and there's a really awesome picture. I'll send it to you of him standing next to Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter, could you, I said it first. Wow. Well,
0: could could you? Because I've never seen it. I would
2: like yeah, to see I'll, Todd I'll to the, as a child. I'll send it to the group.
1: Yeah. I'll Do you know I got the, the ripped? Group. I we never talked but about it. You know what this. I mean, right? Isn't that true? Like the, uh, sorry, Chris.
2: No, no, no. I was just gonna no, I was gonna back your point here. I got ripped on Twitter because I believe Frazier is a free agent.
0: Yes, I um,
2: so. and I said, obviously, it would have to be like some, you know how last or two weeks ago we were saying like if they were going to get Paxton back, it would have to be on some bullshit unrealistic deal that only made sense to the Yankees. I was just speaking hypothetically in that sense of Frazier wouldn't be like a terrible guy to 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 get A, depth, and B, he had that veteran presence that Ryan's talking about. He brought that energy. And and he's a guy who you can put up. I'm um, look. I think the Yankees want to make him a
0: first base coach.
2: No, I want to make. I'm not I, being funny because he's
0: got no. He's got nothing left.
2: No, no. I don't want him to start and play a lot of games. I'm
0: saying no. I want him to play zero. Like, if, are you saying that he could be like Eric Kratz and throw a knuckleball in a seventeen to two game? No, I'm saying. I'm
2: saying he can. Here's the best way I can put it. I'm saying he can be a better option. Than Mike Ford coming off the bench in a big spot in a playoff game.
0: I'll blindfold you and spin you around 14 times, and you could still be a better option than Mike Ford.
2: <laughs> that's true. But my point is when the Yankees get injured, yes, they have depth to replace, and that's great. But one thing we realize is that, A, a lot of those depth pieces aren't the greatest in the world. They just, you know, they do their job well. But this bench is very depleted. I mean, who do the Yankees have coming off the bench that can do damage with one swing? I don't know. To...
0: The answer I don't know.
2: Yeah, listen, I'm not making... I'm I'm not a terrible tr- bench, you're right. I'm not trying to fight this and, and argue that they should go out and get him. I'm just saying my point wasn't terrible that he brings that leadership, brings that energy, and it would be a hypothetical bullshit contract just to get him here to yeah. literally come off the bench.
0: Or you want to yeah, him I wouldn't mind a bet. You want Bech. to give him a minor league invitation to spring training?
2: Why not? You tell me another team's not going to give him a contract.
0: I am I don't know if he's going to get a major league deal. He definitely will. He's Todd
2: yeah. Frazier, man. Yeah, what is I what know, man. Teams
1: are to? taking a hit from this COVID thing. Apparently, the Phillies lost $2 billion from uh, the 2020 season.
0: Yeah, their owner came out and said they can't afford JT Real Muto anymore, which
1: I'm
0: sure the the union loves that here on that. Right. I think you know by now
2: who the best in men's below the belt grooming is. You got it. It's our friends over at manscaped.com. They continue to offer precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Use promo code MIYST20 for 20% off plus free shipping on your next order. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas, listen up. We are not living in the 1960s anymore. It's 2020, and untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season, and I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. My wife was actually mad at me for getting my father-in-law the Lawnmower 3.0 for Christmas this year, but I said, babe, listen, you got to stop being so selfish. Manscaping is just as important for my in-law's life as it is for ours. Manscaped has completely redesigned the electric trimmer in a revolutionary way. Their Lawnmower 3.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology. So this trimmer cuts right on your nuts. It's also waterproof so you can use it in the shower, which is honestly a game changer for me. I don't have my pubes all over the floor. Uh, the Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which makes the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down below. And, don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls guys trust me that's just nasty I used to do it probably more times than I'd like to admit but I mean we all have Let's be honest with ourselves. The Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, your balls stank. Speaking of sweaty balls, I'm thankful for their Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, sticking, and honestly... For us Husky guys, it's extremely important. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxers that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those used pair of boxers Half of my boxers right now have holes in them. Manscaped has a high-performance anti-chafing boxers, and these are a must for every guy out there. I don't care if you don't get anything else from them. Just trust me on this. These boxers are absolutely unbelievable. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, your friends, the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 3.0. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Get 20% off plus free shipping with code NYYST20 at manscaped.com. That's M-I-Y-S-T-20 at checkout for 20% off your entire order, plus free shipping. We will thank you. Your significant other will thank you. But most importantly, your balls will thank you.
0: All right. So I think we can move off of Gary Sanchez here. I think uh, Chris has. Uh, Michael K. wasn't done, though. Uh, no, no. Some of, his, some of his takes. And I think this one might take take uh, take the cake here. And we actually have audio of it, so. So said i can i can i can never do what he said yeah
2: i haven't heard this yet too Yeah, I mean, so people, this is I, this is him what they he, <coughs> they were talking to me, both of you guys fucking coughing man jeez i'm nervous um I'm nervous for you um so this was what they he was talking about starting pitching for the yankees or what their issue is i don't know but we'll play the clip um this is michael k on the yankees and some idea that he had that talk about after
3: i have this wacky theory i'll throw at you i don't know if you'll buy it but this guy came up as a starter the yankees are shorter on starters so what he makes is a lot for a reliever but it's not for a starter if you transition him to a starter you have a guy who was an outstanding closer in britain he signed for the next two years this way uh the thing that made chapman special as a reliever is he threw 105 miles an hour no one did that he doesn't throw 105 miles an hour anymore he throws 99 to 101 you know what Everybody does that. So the specialness as a reliever is gone. He's got a lot of pitches. He controls those pitches. He he went to a change up a lot this year. He's got that slider and that fastball. I think that plays as the starter and that would solve one of their problems. And that's just from my head Nobody else's, I think that would solve a couple of problems, but you'd have to add some bullpen help as well because they've lost Tommy Canley with the Tommy John injury. And if you move Britain up, then everybody else has to move up as well. But I think that would be a cheaper alternative to go out than rather than go out and get a big time starter.
2: Can I start? You can start. You can you start. You want- know you had something on the tip of your tongue. That's fine.
0: Thank God. Thank God. If you're not religious, if you listen to the show and you're not religious at all, get religious for this moment. And thank God that that is only in his fucking brain and not in Hal Steinbrunner or or Brian Cashman's brain. Thank God. Because it is so utterly stupid. It makes some of the things that I've heard on social media seem like they were written by fucking Harvard professors. Has Kay been on
2: Twitter for too long. Do you think he's getting too into Twitter during this uh quarantine shit?
0: That- I'm glad that he at least said at the end that they would need to get bullpen help because I I kind of blacked out at the end of the clip the first time I heard it because of how dumb it is. So I'm glad that he at least said that, but did, did I I understand again, I understand that the last two seasons for the Yankees ended with Aroldis Chapman giving up go-ahead home runs. So we have that in our fucking brains, and we can't get it out. I can't get it out. Jose Altuve and Mike Brasso can't get it out. It's like fucking in there like a worm right now. But did I miss where Aroldis Chapman is no longer a top-five fucking closer in Major League Baseball that we have to get cute and turn him into a Mm. starter? Well was the last time he started a game? 2012.
1: I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at his his baseball reference page, and I don't see one game started in the major leagues. Well, he, he definitely, I believe he did though. <clears throat> baseball reference has zero games started for Rodas Chapman.
2: That's weird because I'm pre- I thought he did with the Reds. Maybe he they doesn't. Were just, wow. Maybe they
0: were he just really, talking about it. According to Look at his innings pitched,
1: Christian. Look at his innings. No, no, no. I'm on. I'm no, on no, these. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just adding to this. 547 innings pitched in his career. What's like, the average? Yeah, I mean, how much you is? Want an, you want a top level a starter season. to go around 190 to 200 nowadays? Yeah, I mean, that's come on, man. 547 in his career since wow, 2010. I'm shocked he never. Well, the Reds, really well remember, it the Reds were yeah, really pushing well, it. Remember, the Reds were really pushing him being a starter. <laughs> I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he was starting games for the Cuban national team in the World Baseball Classic, mm. and that's kind of where he made a name for himself. And then he came up as a starter. I think he might have started a few in spring training, but then I, I don't know. I, I really, I it's here's it's my a, analogy. Blur. Here's you my remember anal- when he came up though because he threw so hard. Here's my analogy on the whole thing.
2: It's just like when people say, "Oh, we should, uh, we should trade Luke Voigt. And then we can just put DJ over there yeah,
0: at first like base and, and whatever. And it's like,
2: and it's like, and it's like, why am I... Okay, defense has been an issue for this team. Again, right, this past year... No, the, hold on.
0: All right, go ahead. Hold on.
2: They move him over to first base. Now we're taking our best defensive player out of the best position he plays to move him over to first and make him less of a value out in the field. Same thing applies to Chapman. Why are we going to take him put him as a starter and then have to worry about getting better depth in the bullpen when he can right. fail up at front and then you could turn him into job and ruin him, And then you don't have exactly. a top, an elite closer anymore.
0: I am looking at an article from 2013. I just wanted to provide some context. Uh, it looks like the Reds had plans to make him a starter in 2013, but they realized that he would never be as dominant as a starting pitcher as he was as a closer. Um, and it just goes on to say Chapman came up in Cuba as a starting prospect. He made 13 starts in A Louisville in 2010 uh, with exciting but inconsistent results. Uh Blah 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 blah, but basically he came up to as a reliever, and they realized by 2013 that even though they had plans to make him a re- starter, that he could never duplicate the electricity that he had as a closer. And to be fair yeah. to to be fair, and that to, was in 2013. To okay, be fair now to K in 2021. though,
2: 2021. To be fair to K though on that point, he did say he's not the same pitcher. He doesn't throw as hard. I love how he like downplayed that he throws 99 to 101. Um, but he doesn't throw as hard, and he has mixed in more pitches now than he has ever had. I mean, when he when he was at the Reds, he was straight yeah. fastball. Now he's got actually his slider is pretty well developed now, and that changeup he started throwing this past year was pretty filthy. That doesn't make that doesn't mean you
0: turn him yeah. into a starter. All right, at, if let's say for let's say for starter Brian Cam- Ashman does all the fucking drugs in the world, like all of them, okay? Does all the drugs in the world and decides to go along with this scheme and turn a Rollers Chapman into a starting pitcher. At best, where does he slot?
1: Mm. I, I As an mean, opener. the way it's constituted now, I would say four.
0: You're going to say four? I would say maybe... Uh, yeah, four. Because
2: honestly, sorry, it's because I don't even. know. I, sorry, who's we can't on even. on the roster an-
1: right now? We I'm can't even answer it though. Tanaka
2: I mean, it's just or... such an asinine thought that you can't even answer it because you don't no, know no. what he is as a starter. But it, how am you, I? Sl- I'm okay. slotting him fifth because right now he's my, because he's my worst starter. Why? Because he's never started. Okay, so he
0: no Here better be than my he's rotation. A f- he's a fourth or fifth starter, right? T- uh, yeah, at, that's, best. at best, at best, at yes, best. Yes, yes, fourth or fifth. What is he right now? What is he right mm-hmm.
1: now? Top the five fourth or fifth
0: baseball. best closer in the fucking sport.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you <laughs> Yeah. Come no. on. Hey. What
0: are we talking and, about here?
1: And yep. look at this franchise's history of doing that, of converting guys back and forth, starting pitcher to a, I mean, we we lived that through Jabba, Ian Kennedy, Phil Hughes. It didn't work.
0: Look, this is the type. And look, I tw- I tweeted this tweeted. when I I tweeted I the quote, and I said, "This is a- for a guy like Michael K. This is actually a fireable offense." Yes, has to look at this and be like, "Listen, what are you fucking talking about? We we have you here can to makes to make sense and not talk about yes. like and not be Michael 01897248796 on Twitter. I
1: think. With, with can f- we spin this with a fucking more realistic the
0: fucking egg as your Avi, right? <laughs> Are we yes. expecting more? You know from how Michael K. You know
2: this. how for players we've been like, come on, it's a COVID season. You can't, you can't judge him based off this season. I think we have to give that to to K. Here, K. Okay, it's him been COVID a COVID excuse. year. His fucking brain is all over the place. I'm, I think
1: we could turn this into a realistic dialogue, though, and re- see. I if, if I'm gonna convert anybody, I think now might be the time to to give Chad Green another shot at becoming a starting pitcher i think he's a more realistic option than getting rid of your best closer if there's anybody in this in this bullpen right now that you'd flirt with the idea of making a starter it would no doubt be chad green yes
0: but yes but no because we've talked about this several times
1: he becomes half the pitcher two pitch pitcher
0: yeah i get that even not we're not even talking about that but chad green chapman yeah, Britain,
1: he's good. You still
0: feel that you're short in the bullpen with those three yes. guys? Why are you and who out there?
1: Who out there something. right now?
0: And I understand that maybe some other guys will but if they're being non-tendered, how good really are they? How many teams are really going to be that cheap like the Indians yeah, and just fucking people, put their though, closer Christian.
1: It's the case with two guys. The guy I said, Kirk Casale, he's someone that the Reds aren't considering because they have Tucker Barnhart, so he might be blocked and they don't want to pay him. A guy like Corey Knable of the Brewers, he might get non-tendered on Wednesday because they have a Josh Hader and they don't want to pay him. So that's the scenario where these guys will get non-tendered that maybe are good, but... Slot them behind. Team.
0: Slot them behind those three guys. Yeah,
1: but those are teams like the Brewers and the Reds that aren't willing to pay a backup catcher or a or a setup man a, the the money a closer would I'm make. Not tot- money I'm not totally. I'm totally
0: not. I'm not throwing that out totally. But I'm saying is yeah, for sure. Why? Why mess with something that is a perceived strength right no, now? That you I still completely feel agree with you. that you're a little bit like without Tommy canely even though you had Green, Chapman, Britain, you still felt that you were a little bit behind in the bullpen. And there's somebody that we're not talking about. And it's because I have absolutely no faith in him, is fucking Adam Audavino. If I had Adam Atavino be Adam Audavino of the of most of 2019, maybe we could talk about putting Chad Green in the rotation. But again, is Chad Green gonna be as effective as a starter? Chad Green is your fire, your fireman in the bullpen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a guy that's very versatile, can do a lot of different things for you in that bullpen to be yes. what a fourth starter and i'm, I'm not attacking no, you're absolutely you. right i'm not attacking no, you though I'm, right i, don't I'm, I was feel, just throwing i don't want at, you no, to feel
1: you, triggered you here. didn't trick no you did not trigger me you you've you've validated my hesitancy of having that thought in the first place because i mean the chapman idea is so outlandish i just feel like a green argument is at least it's there it's more but, logical yes, yes much right. more logical but I- like like your point though He he works in that bullpen. So, why are you going to try and change it? Can I
2: just put into context real quick what we're even discussing? We're discussing a team that hasn't won a World Series since 2009.
0: So, we have to turn our closer into a fifth starter? No, no.
2: no. So, we're talking about a team who hasn't won a World Series since 2009, rebuilt from the bottom up, from the bottom down, whatever, in 2016. Yeah, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Uh twenty seventeen, they have this miraculous run during the rebuild season. They almost win the pennant. Twenty eighteen, they fall short, but they looked like a much stronger team. Twenty nineteen, they fall short again. Twenty twenty, they fall short again. And now we're talking about taking one of the best closers in the game on our team and messing with it with that and put making him a starter because we're short on starting pitching. I have a fucking idea. Hal Cashman, you haven't won a World Series since 2009. How about if you're that fucking desperate for a starting pitcher, you go get one. You go fucking get one, and you stop worrying about this bullshit luxury tax. You go get a fucking pitcher, and you win a World Series instead of fucking even making Michael K think about putting Chapman
0: as a starting pitcher. You want to call? You want to call people on the carpet now? You really want to do that? Yeah. That's fuck... You're right, bro. That's Hal's fault that Michael K's even got this bullshit in his fucking (laughs) brain to begin with. It is. It's Hal's fault. And I'm not being fucking sarcastic either. That's fucking Hal's fault. It's fucking Hal's fault. Oh, That's the name of this fucking show, by the way. Oh, luxury tax. Oh, go lick a donkey's asshole fucking luxury tax.
2: How? it's your fucking fucking fault that Michael K is so fucking bored that he's sitting there going, (laughs) how can this team get better? They need starting pitching and they can't spend money so let's make our fucking elite closer a starting pitcher instead it's, of being like no, seriously hmm, can we
1: go out and maybe get a starting pitcher maybe how Hal, maybe how's behind this maybe he had k go out there and say look man we we don't we aren't spending money let's let's throw this idea out there that's not outlandish. i don't think we can I, do it definitely oh, so did, it didn't happen look, but
2: maybe, it could definitely it could definitely
0: happen right maybe k's yankee boy Maybe he's, he's maybe he's Yankee fucking, but He gets very yeah.
1: defensive and yeah, triggered but then, by that statement. I, I,
0: yeah, he does. But then also, he every once in a while he has to do what he did to Boone just to show that he's not. Well, if he yeah. was, Yang- if he was yeah. really Yankee boy, you can credibility, say, yeah. you can never say. that. Well, no, a, that
2: is being Yankee boy because it. he's playing to the fans and he knows Aaron Boone's. No, but Yankee didn't play bo- Yankee, to the fans.
0: Yankee boy is for the organization to be the Yankee apologist. I will. The, the, I the real Yankee apologist. I
2: will say this about Michael Kay. I don't.
0: Stupid. I
2: don't think his bullshit, his bullshit statements like this one are genuine. I think he says them so that they're talked about.
0: You and think because he, he was on the phone, he was on the show with Mad Dog Chris Russo. You think Mad Dog was like, "Say something so stupid to get?" Just I just say think something really,
2: really I just dumb. Think to help each other if, out.
0: <laughs> this is why I
2: can't listen to the Michael K show. This is why I don't listen. It's Uh, not that they don't do... Yeah, I hate his guts, but... It's not that they don't do a good job. It's that Michael K. continuously...
0: He thinks that he's a uh, facsimile of Mike uh, Francesco. Yeah,
2: yeah. He continuously makes these outlandish statements that are obviously just to create, like, some disingenuous talk over it. And one thing I will give K, though, he does it, he's consistent with it. It's not like he just... Did he's it a couple stupid. He, he it's not like he just has done it a couple times. He consistently makes these statements and and he and he makes you think he's. I guarantee you, Michael K does not feel that Aralda Chapman should really be a starter. I, then he should be, then somebody should shoot him. Just listen to his show, not advocating murder, you know, like a flesh wound, a flesh wound, shoot him in the leg, right? <laughs> pop, pop him in the calf. But seriously, he does it all the time. He, he it's nonstop, and when things are slower, like you said with Carton coming back, I'm sure that's hit, hitting him in hey, the ratings a little bit. Him. He's got to say shit like this. So, so podcasts like us and other radio shows maybe bring it up. Or now, Mad Dogs fans are are talking about it, and now you're talking about Michael K. We've had a whole show. We've been recording for an hour. We're talking about Michael K. Pretty much the whole time. And he does it nonstop. He does it all the time. And that's why I just can't listen to him.
0: You know, something else that he said, and I wanted to go backtrack a little bit about Gary Sanchez, is that he said that he had no problem with bringing Gary back. But if Gary's batting 120 on May 1st, release him. What does that do? Exactly. My, why are you, if, if you're giving Gary, what, how many games is Gary going to start in April? 20, 25 games. You're giving Gary Sanchez 25 games to prove it. Then don't yeah. even bring him back in the first place.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, but what does that do anyway to release him? Who who are we releasing him because we've gotten two good catchers that we're just gonna have on the bench and no? And
0: what is that exactly? That's another point. If you release, if you're if you're giving Gary twenty games to prove himself, what's your security? Game? Right now, you're just if making Nagashioka
2: you your starter, and
1: who's <laughs>
0: their backup after that? Uh, uh- What's the guy from? Rue Baker? I'm sure he's not playing. It's like it's
1: right crazy.
2: No, <laughs> Ianetta retired. I think Ionetta he did retired. Yeah, he, did. Mm. he said he if he didn't make the major league roster by a certain point last year, he was retiring from the
1: game. But I mean,
0: Eric Kratz doesn't think he's going to play in 2021. But I mean, hey, you know, if a slot opens up in May, and yeah.
2: they only
1: have two catchers on their depth chart, Higgy and Sanchez. So yeah, yeah I mean, let's so. release
2: him. Let's give him actually. Twenty-five games is too much. Let's give him ten games. Actually, Let's give him one game if he if he goes
1: over. <sighs> no, like that one day pitch, one pitch one pitch
0: one pitch. If he doesn't hit a home run in the first pitch, what if it's a, a dicey pass, pitch? If he has
1: a pass ball, one pass ball in that first game, just bench him and then cut him. What if it's a dicey pitch? It's really not a strike. It's like a
2: foot off the plate, but the umpire calls it a strike, and he doesn't swing. He, Did he hit have swung. a
1: home run.
0: Did he hit a home run?
2: No, no, I'm saying if we're only giving him one pitch, no, dude, but he has
0: to hit a home run on that first pitch.
2: If he doesn't hit a home run, then he's he done.
0: swung. Do you remember when Gary Sanchez was good and he swung at an intentional pitch, uh, yes. intentional ball, and yes. he hit a home run? Yes. So come on, he can come on, really. That was in Tampa Bay, wasn't it? That was at home. It might have been against Tampa, but it was definitely at Yankee Stadium. That was awesome. That oh, I want awesome. I never wanted to see a guy hit a home run more in my life. That was so awesome. Um. We actually have some leaked audio. If we we, if we uh, Are we done talking about Michael? Yeah, K? yeah, I'm done. With we actually it. have okay. some leaked audio of um, Brian Cashman speaking to DJ Lemayu earlier this week.
2: Because it came out like he, he said something that he he laid it out on the line. He confirmed what he wants, right? Something like
0: that. What do you want? What do you want?
1: It's not that simple. What
0: it's- do you want? Damn it. What do you want? What do you want, DJ? (laughs) And apparently uh, his agent has told the Yankees or teams interested that DJ is looking for five years and $100 million.
2: Which was kind of reported last time we talked and uh, we gave our thoughts
0: on it. I mean, that's a fucking steal, if you ask me. (laughs) So my only retort to that is why has DJ LeMayu not been re-signed by the New York Yankees. Let me ask you this. What was the qualifying offer? 18.9.
2: What was it? 18.9. Okay. And this would put him at what? 20?
0: Yes, very good.
2: I mean, what are we even discussing here for why, 5 years? Why yeah. is this even an uh, an argument?
0: Uh I I guess on the Yankees end it's the years. Yeah. To be- Okay But again here, Here's my point And I made this I I was I brought this up on Twitter I was talking to somebody About this Do the Yankees ex- I might even say it on the show Do the Yankees expect Garrett Cole to be an ace In year 10 in that contract Probably uh, not No No Right And how old will Garrett Cole be 39, 40 years old At the end of that contract You're not expecting him To be an ace at that point But why do you give him 10 years because you need him for that front end
2: to win your World Series, and if that's what he needs to to get here,
0: then you do it. There's certain players where you you just have to take a fuck it. I got to deal with it at the back end of their deals because you need them here desperately at the front end, and for four or five years, Garrett Cole's going to be an ace a lot. You know, one of the best pitchers in baseball and you hope that he brings you a title or two, and then you deal with what happens at the end of the contract. And it's the same thing with DJ LeMayu. For two or three years, DJ LeMayu is still probably going to be an elite hitter in baseball. So in year five, if he's hitting 270, but he hit 340 for the first three years of the deal, you got to deal with it to get the guy here. And it's not even a Garrett Cole situation where you don't know. You already know. You know what DJ LeMayu can do. This guy basically reinvented himself to fit Yankee Stadium. I can't stress that part of it enough. I've said that plenty of times, too. This guy reinvented the way he hits to tailor himself to the ballpark he plays in. You know this guy is going to amplify what he is at your ballpark.
2: Here's here's what I'll say, And and we talked about it last week. How many years, realistically... What's the, what's the window of opportunity here? How many years would you say the Yankees have prime years? I'm not talking like maybe in this year they could do it. What are if I
0: really had to 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 put put a number number on it? If if uh, Aaron Judge is a free agent after 2023, I put the window closed at the end of the 2023 season.
2: Okay, and does DJ help? their their chances of winning by that year? Or does he hurt them?
0: Oh, I think he hurts them tremendously, Chris, because he's not Francisco Lindor. I
2: mean, at that point, the argument's over. And it's not like we're talking 10 years here. We're talking $20 million. You need to pay this guy $20 million for three years, two years, for his entire contract to pay itself if you win a World Series. Because that's the goal. And you want DJ? You possibly need DJ at this point on this team to do it. And this you is do not it.
0: A, This is not a John Carl Stan situation where the back end of that deal is completely fucked because he's how old is he now? Thirty. Ryan, can you look that up? Yeah. How old Stan is? And you don't even Stan. know what you yeah. You don't even know what you're going to do with Stan now. You have no idea what you're going to do with him. Thirty-one. He's thirty-one years old. You have no idea what you're doing with Stan now. Yeah. At least DJ LeMayu at 36 37, will he be a gold glove caliber uh, infielder? Maybe not, but can he still provide solid th- defense at two, first or, base. at two or three different positions in the infield? Maybe he won't hit 340, but do you still have confidence in DJ LeMayu that he can still be a 275 280 hitter You know, here, at 36 37? Here's yes a, or no, right? Yeah. I Okay. So even at even at that point, it's not a $20 million a year player, but you have to deal with that to get the player now. It's not like, and I don't want to rag on Stan, but the Yankees are fucked when this guy gets old because they're kind of fucked with him now. And this yeah. is coming from a guy that likes Stan. And beyond
2: beyond Stanton himself, he handcuffs the team. I mean, yes. being just a DH. So it's kind of like a, a double whammy there with him. But here's a here's something I want to bring up real quick. Maybe the Yankees' mindset needs to change a little bit. They're they're worried about staying under the luxury tax especially after the the revenue hit from last year. Maybe they should think about if they don't win a World Series within the next handful of years, where they're going to be sitting then. Because Yankee fans are fucking fed up, dude. They are fed up and This team needs to win a World Series. They have a lot of people that they're going to have to sign soon that they could be just blowing through their money. They're worrying about what they're going to do with DJ in five years or whatever. You need to worry about what you're going to do and how you're going to win a World Series over the next few years. You need to cut this bullshit out with the luxury tax and do anything you need to do because you were supposed to have one by now. You were supposed to have a World Series by now. And you just had a full season where you didn't really have to travel that much. You played 60 games or whatever the hell it was. You got Garrett Cole. And you still didn't do it. So maybe instead of worrying about what they're going to do on the back end of DJ's contract at this point, maybe they need to worry about how the hell they're going to make it successful on the front end. Yeah, Because
0: yeah, in five
2: years from now, if they don't win a World Series by then... They're in a much worse position than they are now.
0: Yeah, especially here's here's what we'll say about. Here's what I'll say about DJ Lemayu. If he wants five for 100, the Yankees should have offered it to him already. It's, it's a steal of a contract. And if he's willing to take that to come back to the Yankees or take a little less from the Yankees to, you can't get cute. You can't yeah. wait and say, well, let's see this. Let's say that. Because as Ryan keeps bringing up, somebody might, surprise you and put a number in front of him that you don't want to match and then the Yankees will then you'll hear that shit with like they they've said about guys like Machado and and Corbin Mm -hmm. well this is what we had in mind and this is what he was offered we don't That's we we can't hear that you can't hear that about DJ LeMay you put the number in front of him now let him make a decision about it now if he really wants five for a hundred put it in front of him Let him let him tell you no
1: this this is this should really kind of start to worry you as a Yankee fan that the, a deal hasn't been made if it's coming out that he's asking for five five for a hundred, you have to make a deal by Wednesday I'd say if you want to keep this guy because there's a guy on the Dodgers Justin Turner who could very well get I believe non tendered on Wednesday. Or there's a, there's a, he, there's a,
0: isn't he a free agent? I thought maybe. Yeah. Or he's a
1: free, free agent. No, it's, it's not that it's not that, but he's, he's going to be a free agent. But if they don't sign Justin Turner for third base, the Dodgers, their backup plan is DJ LeMayhew. So if this team's going to come in and, 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 uh, be one of the teams looking to sign LeMayhew, it's, it's over. This team will sign DJ LeMayhew.
0: Turner's an interesting guy because like LeMayhew, I think he's in a, on a team that he fits perfectly. So I think the Dodgers would be stupid not to let Turner go, just like the Yankees would be stupid not to let DJ go. These are guys that maybe are – they're not maybe. They are more valuable to you than they will be to other teams.
2: I said this to someone the other day. Just put aside DJ and how clutch he is, how great he's been. Let's just take it from the aspect – from the angle of – How many guys who are supposed to be decent or supposed to be good come to New York and just can't seem to put it all together? Not everyone is made for New York. Not everyone is made to play in Yankee Stadium. Christian just said it. This guy made himself ready to play and be successful in this stadium. He was not phased by New York one bit. That in itself is invaluable. I mean, that's what makes him who he is to this team in particular. You don't let that go. You just don't. And and yeah. and especially when the deal that he wants isn't un- unreasonable
0: by any means. By any no, means. I totally agree. I think the Yankees need to get this done. And, you know, uh, who knows? I think Wednesday is a big day for Major League Baseball, a non-tender deadline, and these guys starting to hit the open market. But the Yankees can't be enticed by whoever might hit it and be like, well, we could get him to do this for that and let D... No, 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 DJ LeMayu needs to be on this team. And I get that, asked this question all the time. Well, what if the Yankees did this, that, and the other thing? It doesn't matter. They still need to bring back DJ LeMayu. And here's, That's an- just- here's another thing,
2: too. We Just like we say, like, Cashman can't make him an offer that is a slap in the face. DJ came out and, and asked for a deal... That wasn't a slap in the face. I mean, it really wasn't. It It really really wasn't. And so at that point, to me, we talked about, we built up his value. Cashman shouldn't even think to negotiate it because then you're just taking advantage of a guy who clearly wants to be here. And you know what? If he comes back with anything less, if I'm DJ LeMayu, I'm telling him to go fuck himself. I really am. I really am. This guy's asking for one of the most reasonable contracts I can think of for the value we just put on him, and you're gonna take time to negotiate and risk him going to get a deal from someone else when he's sat here, waited, communicated with you, and now laid an offer on the table that you can easily say yes to. No, it works both ways. If uh, I'm telling you right now, if the Yankees let if the if he walks and ends up on another team, it is no one's fault but the New York Yankees.
0: If the reports are true that he wants five for 100 and he plays somewhere else, it's absolutely 100% the Yankees' fault that he's not a Yankee. All right, unless uh, you guys got anything else on DJ, let's wrap up the show on Twitter here. Uh, We've got a couple questions, comments here. We'll start with my buddy at John Report of the John Report Wrestling. Uh, We wanted to have – we tried to get him on the show a couple years ago to talk a little Blue Jays, big Jays fan in touch with what's going on up there, but we never made it work. Uh, You know, hopefully we'll uh, have more of a regular baseball season this year, so we'll try to have him on and, uh, you know – Bust his bowls about how much maple syrup he drinks, right? Because Canadians drink a lot of maple syrup.
2: And they say A hey, all the time.
0: A. Hey, no do to boot it, eh?
2: They're not from Jamaica. No, that's how you say it up there. Oh, no do about it. I didn't
0: know what you were saying. No do to boot it. All right. He says, my comment is go Blue Jays <laughs> going to rise up the standings even more next year. Well, you know what? In fairness, the Rays finish finished. Uh, the race, the Jays finished third. They can finish second this year, just that the yeah. Yankees will win the division. So yeah, yeah I'm, okay, I'm okay with that, right? Yeah, they need pitching, yeah. pal. They need pitching. Uh, we'll go to our boy Hunter <laughs> F. Larson. Uh, sh- fi- I love this guy, man. Really, fucking firing yeah. shots for us on social media. Yeah, we don't even yeah. I loved a boy. it. Revved this up a little bit. It's uh, on the hunt. Said- He says Cashman needs to pull some strings uh, this offseason. Where the fucking Yankees? Absolutely. Okay. I have nothing to add to that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Fucking agree. And Hal needs to provide him with all the strings he needs to pull. I mean, that's where it
0: starts. It's Hal's fault. At Medic 968, he says, I'm sure DJ wants to get paid. This will be his last contract most likely and his chance to get paid. But at the same time, I think there is a mutual desire to get a deal done and remain a Yankee. And I think I think, in fairness that both sides want to get it done. I just I, – I hate that I feel like this, that the Yankees might try to fucking get cute with him. I really do. Um, yep. And he goes on to say, I don't – I, I've talked to this guy several times, so I don't think it's Michael K's burner account, but I can never be too sure because he goes on to say, I don't think Chapman being converted or at least stretched out in spring training is completely insane.
2: Definitely K's burner.
0: Ask him to be on the show. K's burner. K's burner. <laughs> Again, I- all right. Let's say hypothetically the Yankees stretch this guy out in spring training. Again, what does that do? What does that do for the Yankees?
2: Cost them a World Series. <laughs> I can confidently that, say that you're going that deep. Oh yeah, I absolutely am. Again, it just goes back to the context of if we're truly in a position where we need to think about Chapman. Yeah, exactly. What didn't they? do What in the didn't off-season? they do? I mean, come on now. We're. we're it, I feel like we're still talking about. I feel like we're still in 2017, 2018. This is going, we're going on to 2021. We still haven't won a World Series. We're talking about maybe stretching Chapman out to be a starter?
0: Come on now. All right, we'll close it out with our boy Don Sicario. Don, you know seek. what? We haven't heard from Ryan. Not not this Ryan, the other Ryan. Do you I think wonder, it, uh, have you checked the news? Have you the checked holidays, Florida? Have you checked stressing. Florida news? I haven't seen any is there a missing him, is there a missing uh any person? Florida man stories? Well maybe something was in that turkey.
2: His wife called nine one one
0: meanwhile and reported. <laughs> All right, he says, Can we please talk about the rotation? Even if we sign DJ, this rotation needs help. Our pitching always comes th- uh always comes through, but it isn't the same pitching. Not even Tanaka looks the same. As much as I love Sevi, who's to say he's right? Tired of always having ifs in the rotation. Okay. I'll put it to you this way. I'm trying to
2: think of, of the right analogy. Uh, You could build a beautiful car, right? But if you don't throw four tires on that bad boy, it's not going anywhere. DJ is like the essential piece right now, but he's not the only piece. He's the essential piece to, to put yourself in the right position. You need him. You need this to happen. But that doesn't mean that the Yankees can just stop at DJ LeMahieu. Because DJ LeMahieu doesn't put them over the top to win a World Series. They need pitching.
0: It's status quo if they bring him back.
2: They need pitching. But if they sacrifice DJ for starting pitching, I still don't think that car moves. I still think they need DJ LeMahieu. I think DJ starts it. And I think a pitcher... Uh, someone backing Garrett Cole is what finishes
1: everything and puts him over the top
0: you there's debate two, go ahead Ryan sorry
1: i was just going to say that there's there's two guys to add to uh to the the pitching question here one guy that i'm looking at in the off season is uh taiwan walker to get as 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 uh as a back end of the rotation guy okay, he has, I has don't some good numbers as a, four, as as a like, back end yeah, now now, for the splash, that move for October, that's not going to happen until the trade deadline when I'm going out and I'm getting Max Scherzer. Yeah, sure. yeah, I think you're very, very right about that. Or or I'm getting Yo, Carlos Yo, I'm Martinez. telling you right now, I'm
0: going to make this bold statement. I'm going to make this bold statement hey, right here on the show. It's a better hot take get-
1: than fucking Aroldis Chapman is going to be a starting <laughs> pitcher next year. That If
0: Max Scherzer pitches for the fucking Yankees in 2021, all of you, line up outside this Ryan's house and get down on your fucking knees
1: cuz I am a god
0: cuz you heard it here first
1: yep, you did 100%, so Tywin Walker you as your realistic offseason pitching depth move and uh, a guy like Mac, not a guy like Max Scherzer Max Scherzer that's so. That's why it really comes down to the Washington Nationals, and I'm looking at the St. Louis Cardinals too, and Carlos Martinez because I don't think he's a free agent next year. I think the following year he will be. That's a guy I'm looking into as well as as adding uh, for starting pitchers because guys, there's there's really there's only a handful of of elite starting pitchers in this league, and you break it down even more to guys that are actually available, and there's not really a lot available. As I just don't understand why passes, Trevor Bauer's not
2: talked about more.
0: As each day passes,
2: it's not realistic
0: to me. We're getting another day closer to Masahiro Tanaka coming back. That's just a feeling that I get. Hopefully. Because if I you think. You could add Tanaka Yanke- and Walker. I think the Yankees have this thing that they like familiarity in their rotation. And I mean, kind of think that also is why, almost like the reason why Hap was chosen, maybe over Ugh. some other guys in that. Oh, I fucking said his name, didn't I? Son of a bitch. Yep. I'm going to puke. Why he. Why, He was brought back instead of maybe some other guys in that that mix, that that league. I don't know the – whatever word you want to use because the Yankees had a familiarity with him and what he did here even in that short uh, span. But we'll close out the show on this because you got got me thinking a little bit. Debated this uh, a few weeks ago where you said if it was between Bauer and LeMayu, who would you pick? Now. If we are in this offseason where Garrett Cole is a free agent and the Yankees laid it on the table that we have money to sign, and DJ had been here the previous two years. So, same DJ, Garrett Cole is the free agent. Yankees can only bring one of those guys because you said that DJ needs to be in it, starting pitching needs to be in addition to LeMayu. Yankees can either bring in Garrett Cole or DJ LeMayu. Do you, what, how does that change? Garrett
2: Cole, Garrett Cole, that's a completely different scenario because our top of our rotation is is already there now and that's why i'm saying that dj is the first piece of this but now if we're talking about getting rid of Garrett cole or dj who you're letting go it's no doubt my mind Garrett so cole you don't feel, i think so,
0: but basically what you're saying though now is that you don't feel that trevor bauer is a legitimate ace in, in this league are you saying because it, are you saying we got Trevor Bauer? No, I'm saying because if you're saying that you would take Cole over Lemayu, which I would too, I'm not I'm not disputing that. I think that at that point the legit ace is more valuable than DJ Lemayu. And I think he's only one of maybe one of one that I would say that about. If you truly felt that Trevor Bauer was a legit ace, you would take him and pair him with Garrett Cole. Instead, of, instead of wanting to resign with yeah, him with you. my
2: biggest thing is Trevor Bauer on on an, on his own isn't as valuable to me as Trevor Bauer backing up Garrett Cole in this rotation. So the Trevor Bauer f- you know fixation I have here is strictly based on slotting him as the number two starter in a rotation that has Garrett Cole leading the way. So that's one hundred percent.
0: Jacob DeGrom was a free agent, and we had Garrett Cole, and it was became down between DeGrom and DJ LeMayu. As much as I love DJ LeMayu, I would fucking drive him. It
2: wouldn't even be a question. Yeah. To no. whatever
0: city he was going to play it in. It wouldn't
2: even be a question. I mean, Trevor, we're talking about guys on there. I, I truly mean this. And I, and I, you know, I was playing devil's advocate when we brought this up originally that Trevor Bauer does open my eyes a little bit that it would really put this rotation. I mean, to have those two guys back to back is something that we haven't had in a long time. But I also said in that episode that letting DJ walk would be the biggest mistake that they could make. And and if I'm saying that I, I genuinely believe that then my true answer deep down is this is the first stop. Nothing else should even be thought about before signing DJ LeMayhew. Then from there, you do what you got to do. And, and and the Yankees can't hold back. And they're going to. They've already said they're going to. But the first stop, the 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 way to keep this shit moving right now is first to, start, to sign DJ LeMayu. That's it. There's no question. There's no question. Once that happens, yeah. then we can start g- having some fun and talking about who else is out there. But until that happens, I don't even want to think about who else is out there and who else and, are going to uh, sign.
0: The last thing I'll say is that as much as we want DJ LeMayu back secretly deep down inside, Ryan doesn't want
1: him back. He wants to see T. Wade get his chance. Mm, that would be a dream. But I'd right, also, uh, I'd rather see the, them win a World <laughs> Series and LeMayhew. Just, it, you can't get rid of that, man.
0: All right, so that should wrap up episode 204 of the NYYSD podcast. We want to say... Uh, <clears throat> We, we want to say. say a lot of different okay. things. We want
1: to.
0: Okay. okay. Go ahead. You Go know, ahead. Th- there might be something. F- we might be working on something fun in January. Stay tuned. Mm, for that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Very fun. Huge. Well, uh, huge. please follow
0: us on Twitter each individually at StackGuyRye underscore nyyst at Jr. underscore nyyst at Christian underscore nyyst the main account at nyy Sports Talk. Uh, please we. We wait to the end so many times. but please. I've been getting good with it. Rating.
2: I've been saying it in the beginning, except today. We forgot. It's the trip to fan. It's Hal's fault. House hmm. fault. <laughs> leave Hashtag us a five-star rating fault. and review.
0: Subscribe to and, the show. And, on iTunes. On iTunes. Tunes. Uh, we're, re- we're recording Teens. Saturday night, just in case something major happens Saturday, but I don't, or Sunday, I don't expect it to. I really expect Wednesday to be a... a the beginning of the moving and shaking in Major League Baseball, but we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, again, thank you for listening to episode 204. Stat Guy Rye.
1: Go Yanks.
0: Chris, say goodbye. <laughs>